Hello and welcome to episode 324 of the Veg Grow podcast. My name's Richard and I'm on a mission to grow as much of my own food as I can. Today is Wednesday the 3rd of June 2020 and coming up in just a moment I'll be answering a question about what we can do for water with this hot weather this year that we have been having. But firstly, what have I been up to today? Well, it's Wednesday the 3rd of June 2020 today. It's just gone 9 o'clock in the evening, so I'm just putting my chickens away. But something we've had today, which I'm really, really pleased about, it's currently doing it at the moment as well, is a bit of rain. So I just want to see how much rain we've actually collected today. Uh, Not very much. I'll be talking about rainwater and what have you later on in the podcast today. So I won't go too much into it, but what have I been up to today? Well, this morning I decided not to go down the allotment today, mainly because I knew it was going to rain. And I've been down the allotment a lot, and I just feel when it rains, I kind of want it to do its own thing. I don't have to worry about watering when it rains, of course, because it's doing it for me. And that has actually saved me a job at home as well. Instead, I popped out this morning and I went to a, um, I went to a shop and I wanted to get a hose pipe that attaches onto the wall. Now I don't use a hose pipe that often. I've got to be honest. We do have an outdoor tap, and we, I mean, I tend to use my water butts for watering. But every now and then, we could do with. Um, a house just down the end of a garden, a bit of water, and it could be for something as simple as washing something down, you know, just those times when you need a bit of pressure or something. So we do have a collection of hose pipes that do run the length of our gardens just, but they're sort of higgledy pickledy and stored and <laughs> basically several hose pipes connected together, and they just look really, really messy. So I wanted a hose pipe that attaches onto the wall, which I went out and got, and I got a hose lock two in one. I also got some compost while I was out, more compost. I seem to be going through compost like nobody's business at the moment. I I came home and I've put the hose pipe onto the wall next to my outdoor tap. It's probably not going to be used all that much, but it's just there for those times when we do need it. Something I've been doing quite a bit of lately is clearing out some of my sheds and my garage. And something I was keeping my eye out for was something I can make a wicken bed from. One of my old toolboxes, the lid was broken and I basically was going to throw it out. But the base, I thought that would make a brilliant wicken bed. Now this is quite a deep toolbox. It's about a foot and a half deep. It's about two foot long and a foot wide. It's got wheels on the bottom as well. It's one of those sort of big toolboxes that you have to wheel around. So it takes quite a bit of uh, beating. Used to use this a lot in the van. But because the lid is damaged, I'm at that point now where it's just to go. But I figured that would make a great wicking bed. So I've drilled a hole a couple of inches from the bottom, filled with perlite, filled with compost. I'm going to take that down the allotment and plant some tomatoes into it. And that should, as always, do really, really well at keeping my tomatoes going. I am absolutely loving wicking beds at the moment because of how easy they are. So anything I can make a wicking bed from, I will be making a wicking bed from. And the fact that this one has wheels actually just adds another dimension to it. I'm just going to let you hear this. 
hopefully picked it up that is rain going into my water butt so hopefully we can fill up all our water butts overnight and uh, we'll be okay for this summer anyway let's head back on into the podding shed well today as you've just heard in that diary section we have had some rain and it's really quite welcome we haven't had rain for quite a number of months and I find myself in a very unusual position of being really low on rainwater. Usually my 13 water butts have lasted all summer but given the last time we really had some decent rain was back in March and it's been really really hot since I'm pretty much almost empty of rainwater. Now on this subject I was actually contacted by Matthew about what we could do if we get a drought especially on our allotments and I know I often talk about this subject but it's certainly something we need to keep coming back to and as such I've now developed a three-pronged attack to this problem and I call it store or reuse as much water as we can, reduce the use of water and finally mulch to keep the water where it's needed. I'll start with store as I always think it's worth trying to save and catch as much as rainwater as we possibly can. At home I have 13 water butts. On the allotment I've only got four because that's all we're allowed down there. If it wasn't for that I would probably have more. All my sheds have guttering and downpipes to catch as much rainwater as possible. And it is actually quite surprising just how much rainwater can be collected on a shed roof, even in a small shower. My house also has downpipes of which I collect rainwater from. And actually in a very short shower with the size of a roof on a house, you can fill up a water butt quite quickly. But to make the most of this, I like to place buckets outside to catch some more rainwater when it rains if I know it's going to rain and I also before it rains will fill up my watering cans with water from my butts to make as much room in those butts as I possibly can to catch that little bit more. Now those two little tips might just add an extra day or two to the watering which makes all the difference. Now when it comes to water we might be wasting Again, it's worth trying to use as much of this when possible. So water used for washing up and bathing, that can be used in the garden. Now I tend to try and avoid using this water on the vegetable areas, but it certainly can be used on ornamentals and I don't see that as being a problem. We all grow ornamentals, myself included, as much as I grow veg, and those ornamentals will take away that rainwater that I want to use on the vegetables. So... I tend to try and save that. Now I also have a technique for using bath water and that is when I finish in the bath I place buckets in the bath submerged and then I will pull the plug and leave the buckets in the bath for about an hour or two at least to dry on the outside. Then once they're dry on the outside I can just carry the buckets through the house and what I found with this is it's an easier way of collecting water from the bath but it also doesn't splash water all over the house and make a mess which keeps the wife a little bit happier. Of course we don't have a bath on our allotment so this isn't really convenient for that but what I do have is a large water container with a tap on the bottom which I use for drinking water for making coffee or washing cups and vegetables while I'm on the allotment. Now that tap is always sitting above a washing up bowl which of course I also use for washing up and for washing the vegetables and that water 
I then pour onto my vegetables when I need to. Now I do try and use a natural washing up liquid so that is safe to pour on the ground. And that might not sound like a lot of water but at the moment with droughts every little amount of water we can save makes all the difference. So we collect as much rainwater as possible and we save as much water as we possibly can too. That's the first plan of attack. After that we have to then think about what we can do to reduce the use of water. And by that I mean we need to be efficient at watering. So water early in the morning or late in the evening when it's a bit cooler and this will just reduce the amount of water being lost via evaporation. Also watering it around the base of a plant so that water goes to the roots of a plant where it's needed. Now this is not easy and it's not quick. Often a rose on a watering can is a way to get water over a large area quickly, especially when plants are small. Instead, what I will do is take that rose off and pop the nozzle of the watering can as close to the base of a plant as we possibly can. This can shoot out a large volume of water which might wash away soil from the roots of a plant. So in some cases what I then do is just pot a stone at the bottom of that plant and then hit that stone with the water from the watering can. And that just then reduces that pressure that that water hits the soil at and that just reduces the soil washing away. Another thing that I know can work is using an upturned bottle with the bottom cut off and the nozzle placed into the ground. This just pushes the water right into the roots of the base of that plant and it, it works great but I just find it leads to a lot of plastic bottles which I find to be a bit unsightly. Now I should also point out that once plants are established they don't necessarily need a daily watering. Often by watering daily we encourage roots to stay at the top of the soil because they don't have to search for their water. Whereas if we water once a week, maybe twice if it is really hot, what we then do is encourage those roots to search for water lower down where generally there is more water in the soil. Now what I do find that when watering once a week is that the plants do need a really really good soaking, a really really good drenching to really soak that ground. But it does lead to stronger plants because the roots have to search for that water. Now finally the last thing we can do is try to reduce the amount of water loss by adding mulches around the bare soil and around plants. And this has several advantages. Firstly, it keeps soil shaded and therefore water doesn't evaporate and keeps that moisture in the soil. And secondly, it reduces weeds, which of course, weeds in the soil, they suck up water too. Now, if you can't get hold of any mulches, then you want to remove as many weeds as possible. And again, I know that is easier said than done. This year, I've been experimenting with different mulches. I've always used compost or manure as a mulch, which goes with my whole no-dig method of gardening that I adopt. These also act like a sponge and hold on to moisture, which helps the soil. And over time, the worms will pull that compost and manure down into the soil, which is also adding fertility to that soil too. Unfortunately, I haven't found these to be as good at stopping weeds as what I've discovered this year. Now this year, I have been testing the use of straw, comfrey 
or grass clippings as a mulch. I've spoken about this a fair bit and I have found that grass clippings to be so good at reducing cooch grass that I am pretty much adopting this everywhere on my allotment and moving forward. What I've discovered is that the cooch grass can't seem to push its way through this grass mulch and therefore gets shaded out and dies off. Now when it comes to watering and keeping the soil moist, what I have discovered is that both grass and straw mulches have really kept that soil moist. Now I have checked this with areas that haven't been mulched and those areas have been really, really dry. Whereas the areas under these mulches, when I've pulled the mulch back, it has remained moist and this has been really prevalent around the strawberries where the strawberries I'm currently getting are so big they're so nice and juicy and this is all down to that mulch and keeping that moisture in that ground. So that's my three-pronged attack to this problem that we might be facing this summer. I'd like to thank Matthew for this question but if you have a tip you would like to share or you would like to ask a question then please get in touch. Now you can contact me through my email, that is richard at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can visit my website and leave a comment at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk alternatively you can search for me on social media. I've got Twitter, Instagram, which are both The Veg Grower Pod, Facebook, just search for The Veg Grower Podcast and I have a page and a group going on there. The group has actually got quite a bit of conversation going on at the moment, so it's well worth joining in the convo over there. Anyway, that's it for today. Please take care and I'll see you all again next time.